0: Welcome to Agent of Wealth Podcast with Mark Bautis from Bautis Financial. In this podcast, Mark helps small business owners and retirees overcome the multiple wealth planning challenges involved in your financial life. We do this by creating comprehensive wealth management plans to guide you towards financial freedom, ensure you never run out of money, and help create a balance in life that prioritizes what is most important to you. Join us for this journey as Mark draws from years of expertise and guest experts to solve the multiple wealth planning issues involved in your financial life. Hello,
1: and welcome to the Agent of Wealth with Mark Boudis of Boudis Financial. Today, we're going to be talking about 401ks. Good morning, Mark. How are you?
2: Good morning, Eric. I'm great. How are you doing?
1: Doing fantastic. Now, talking about 401ks, there's a lot to talk about. Is there anything specific we're going to be unpacking today?
2: Yeah, specifically we're going to actually talk about what you should do when you leave your job and what the options you have to do with your 401k. So, it may sound pretty pretty straightforward, but it's actually one of the most important retirement decisions that you'll wind up making.
1: Hmm. All right. So, and and I'm sure there's people out there with more, you know, that have had more than one job that they were able to join a 401k. Uh, and so this this could be a really uh, timely topic for a lot of people that just haven't done anything yet.
2: Yeah, I think the, there's a, st- a statistic out there that says the average person now changes jobs 11 times during their working career. And they may not have 11 401ks, but they may have a bunch of them. And I've also seen people lose track of them. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about, we'll actually specifically talk about five different options that you have. And like with everything, there's pros and cons to each option. So it's going to be about how uh, it can help someone make that decision and what they can do with it. All right. Where do we start? So, first one is option number one, which is do nothing. And that's leaving your 401k where it is. So, and really to take a step back, when you're while you're employed with a company, and I'll we'll use 401k most of the time, but it actually includes 401ks, 403bs, 457s, any kind of employer-sponsored plan. But while you're working at the company, generally you have to keep your funds in that in that plan. Once you're no longer working, for whatever reason you're separated from the company, you have you have these five options that we're going to talk about. Option one, one is do nothing. Keep it in the existing plan. And really, generally, a company or employer is not going to kick you out of the plan. So that is an option. You can keep it in your, in your existing plan.
1: Okay. So is there a reason, positive reason why? I mean, I, I, like you said earlier, there's a lot of people that probably just lost track of their 401k. I can think about a company that I worked for when I was 22 years old. I don't think we had a 401k, but Now I kind of wonder, maybe, you know, when I signed up for everything, it was, you know, here's your medical stuff. Here's your this, that stuff, this stuff, sign these things and go out in the warehouse and start, you know, picking up boxes and stuff. So I I don't really remember. But are there any good reasons to leave the 401k with a company that you're leaving?
2: Well, uh, there are a couple. And a lot of times... People take the reverse approach. Approach. They don't want to, you know, they they leave a company. They want to sever all ties, and mm-hmm. you know, it dep- especially dependent upon how they leave the company. And exactly. if it wasn't a willing choice to leave, they usually want to want to sever ties and move that four hundred one k plan. But a lot of people just don't do anything. And there are actually a couple reasons why leaving it in the existing plan may make sense. So the first one is, and this is these are these reasons are mainly. For 401ks and whether it's, you know, you keep it in the current, the existing plan or move it to the next one. But uh, the structure of the 401k, it it can allow penalty free distributions before you're 59 and a half. So you think of most retirement Mm. plans, you think, okay, I have to wait until I'm 59 and a half. Otherwise, I'm paying a 10% penalty. There are some options where if you keep it in the, uh, the existing or current, or I guess in this case, past 401k, you can take money out prior to age 55. The other big benefit is creditor protection. So if that's a significant concern for someone, that's another reason why it may make sense to keep it in your old plan. And the, the reason is the creditor protection is offered under ERISA, which is the uh, the, the uh, protection or, or the coverage that all 401ks fall under. Okay, so
1: what is, just for the layman out there, uh, what is creditor protection?
2: And well it's protection from creditors obviously but mainly that what the two that you see the most are bankruptcies and any type of you know personal lawsuits so oh, your okay. 4 yeah so your 401k most likely would be shielded from those but it it's obviously on a case by case basis on it
1: all right are there reasons you wouldn't want to do that
2: yes so there are reasons why you wouldn't want to keep it in your old plan uh the first one is there may be More appropriate investments some other place, Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to obviously look at that at a case by case level. But the way the 401k works is usually there's a menu of 10 to 20 different funds that are available, and they the 401 each 401k is different, and they range from having garbage investments to having great investments. So it depends on what's in your 401k, but there may be better investments elsewhere you may get better service out somewhere somewhere else and again case by case basis but you have to look at you know if you have questions if you you know need information on being able to take distributions from it or any type of question uh, you know the service that that's provided is a uh, is definitely um, something that's interested uh, you should be interested in as well um, well we'll also when we talk about rolling it over one of the options of rolling it over to an IRA there are certain strategies you can do there that you can can't do within the the 401k and one of them is what's called a stretch IRA what we'll what we'll talk about uh, also IRAs have certain distribution there are some reasons where you'll be able to get access to your money before 59 and a half in a 401k and then there's some reasons or some uh Ways that you can get access to it only in an IRA. So, it kind of depends on if you need access to it before 59 and, a half and what your reason for needing that access is. Um, also, there are there are certain uh, restrictions that a four hundred one k has, or your specifically your plan has, on when you can take distribution. So, IRAs tend to be a little more liberal on if you need access to your to your money. Mm-hmm. And then also, the the big one is the investment options and the fees associated with your with your four hundred one k. And like I said, it uh, you know it runs every four hundred one k plan is different, so the fees can be high or they can be low.
1: Can you uh, kind of break those down for us as far as what the fees are and and how high or low they may be?
2: Sure. So, and you'll find that a lot of people don't think that there are any fees, but you'll often have with a 401k plan associated with it is the are these roles um, including administrator, so that's someone that has to administrate administrate the 401k plan, a record keeper. So the record keeper keeps track of all money going, all contributions, all distributions, any loans. there's also the custodian, so that's the one, the financial institution that holds the account or keeps keeps the the account. Uh, there are also the investments inside your 401k. They each have a fee associated with it, and then there may or may not be an advisor at, attached to it who's charging a fee. So mm. uh, often there's, you know, all these roles. No one does anything for free, so they're all charging fees, and you know it's important to understand what those fees are. And we'll talk a little bit about um a little bit later about how you can uncover what those fees are. But like I said, they the fees can be minimal or they can be they can be pretty harsh, I've seen.
1: Yeah, and they sound a little complicated. So
2: e- exactly. And I think that's done by choice by the, the financial <laughs> industry. Yeah. Um but yeah the fees the fees are definitely important.
1: All right. So what what's next?
2: So option two is it's similar to the to option one of keeping it in the old 401k is rolling it into your new 401k or your new company retirement plan. All right. So this is if you go back, you know, you leave one job, you go back to another job, they offer a retirement plan. Most likely, you have the ability to roll those old funds into the new plan.
1: So, Mark, it's the same basic structure, just a different plan that you'll have to choose.
2: That's correct, yeah. So they're, they're okay. still under the 401k, 403b. Um, it's just under a different company. But like I said earlier, things, all these 401k plans are structured differently. So there may be reasons to move it to that new new 401k plan. But most of the reasons are generally the same, um, you know, that we just went over with the old 401k plan. You kind of have to look, do an apples by apples comparison if these are the two options you're considering and really, you know, look at which plan is, is better.
1: Well, that I mean, that brings up my next question, which is, is that an easy thing to do? I mean, I'm like I said, if I sign up for a 401k plan when I'm 22 and then eight years later, I'm changing to another company, I don't remember what options I picked a lot of times. I mean, some people are more invested in their investments, I guess is what you could say. Mm -hmm. But, um, how do you compare the two to, to know if it's a better idea to roll it into the new or, or leaving the old?
2: Yeah, so there is a way to do the comparison. Is it easy? Definitely not.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I thought it was good news here, Mark.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, a a recent study by the National Association of Retirement Plan Participants found that 89% of 401k participants couldn't correctly calculate their own account fees, and 58% didn't even know there were fees. And I definitely can back that claim up, but so many people I talk to don't think they're paying any fees for their for their 401k or actually any type of of financial account. So you know like like I said every 401k plan is different in the in terms of fees they charge, the investment options that are available. But where I would start is I would request there's a document called the fee disclosure document and I would request that from the the plan administrator. Specifically it's called a 404a5 and what that is so these 401k plans are required by law to list all the fees that the participant has to pay and it's not an easy document to go through so i would be happy to to go through it with anyone who who would like and really put together just a summary of these are the fees you're paying in your 401k plan but that's you know kind of the first step of how do i you know do that comparison the other thing i see a lot too is people will look at the investment options in their plan and there are some well-known fund companies that provide low-cost investment options vanguard is is an example of one so a lot of times people see vanguard in their 401k plan and think oh this is great i'm not paying or I'm, i may be paying fees but it's they're low fees however what they don't realize is the way 401k a lot of 401k's are structured are vanguard has its really minimal fund fund fee that it charges but the plan jacks up the the fee from let's say it's 0.1% that they charge the the fund I'm sorry, the, the plan will increase it to 0. 0.4, 0. 5, and that's really how they collect their hmm. fees. So no one's getting a bill or an invoice for their 401k. It's, it's kind of they're just taking it it's from, skimmed from off the from top. The yeah, skim <laughs> off the top. That's the, uh, the best way. That's a good way to explain it. Oh, boy.
1: All right. Uh, are there any other reasons to move to a new plan? <clears throat>
2: Well one of them one of the uh, main reasons is if you if someone wants to take a loan from their 401k mm-hmm. so someone has the option of taking either a loan of 50% of their 401k balance or up to 50,000 so whatever is less they have the ability of of taking uh, and you can't do this with an old 401k so the way the loan works is you can take a loan out but it's paid back via your your via payroll so a little bit comes out of each uh, paycheck is usually amortized over five years, your loan. So a little bit will come out um, on each paycheck to pay back the loan. You obviously can't do that with a company where you're no longer working at. So gotcha. if yeah. a loan is important, that's uh, you know one reason to to move it to the, to the new 401k.
1: It, let me just ask a clarifying question. If you were to leave it in the old one and start a new 401k, you could take a loan off the new 401k, but obviously you haven't built anything up in the first yeah. year or whatever. So it's it behooves you to roll the old into the new, and that actually gives you a larger base to draw from if you need it alone. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. That's okay. correct. Yeah. Is there anything else in from option two that we need to cover?
2: No, I think we can move on to option three, which is rolling it over into an IRA. All right. So this this is where uh, it's it's the preferred option by a lot of people, and we'll go over what's different about the IRA versus what we've talked about in option one and two with the four hundred one k's. All right. So first thing is, you can broaden your investment options in an in a IRA versus the 401k. And in, you know, in the 401k, you're really limited to those 10 to 20 options. And they may be good options. They may not be good options. But uh, there's a lot of different strategies that you can uh, embark on in an IRA with different types of options, aside from the fact that I come across a lot of people who like, just enjoy you know picking stocks and, mm-hmm. and following stocks in in their retirement account. It's an option in an IRA, not an option in a in a 401k. Gotcha. So
1: what are the what are some of the other options within an IRA that the 401k doesn't
2: have? So one of them is is uh ETF. So these are exchange traded mm-hmm. funds where they've gotten so you know they started off with just okay, we'll have a fund that mimics the S&P 500. So it's like this bland vanilla fund, mimics the S&P 500, fine for, for a lot of people. But now you can pretty much come up with any type of investment strategy using ETFs. So if you want to invest in some emerging market country, or if you want to invest in firms that are really focusing on cybersecurity or cloud computing or you know the, the cannabis or you know pretty much anything, you have that option inside an IRA. Versus in the in the four hundred one k. On a couple episodes ago, uh, I think it was episode twenty two. We talked about ESG investing mm-hmm. and how someone can align their their portfolio with their with their values. And it's a lot easier to do inside an IRA versus if you were trying to do it within a four hundred one k. Gotcha. All right. Uh, there's also the consolidation of of retirement accounts, and we touched on this a little bit earlier, but. An IRA can serve as a convenient collection point for all these, these plans, and which leaves you fewer plans to, to keep track of and watch over. And uh, you know, it's, it's just, you. like I said, there's average person, 11 jobs. It's going to be a couple different retirement plans. Some people like to use the IRA as kind of, okay, I'm changing jobs, roll it over into the IRA. Change, mm-hmm. change this job, roll it over. And they may have these small 401ks all over the place, but it's, a, it's definitely something that people like to do.
1: Yeah, and you alluded to it earlier that you've run across it before, but how often really are people losing track of their old retirement accounts?
2: It actually happens more than than you would think. And it's, you know, people change change where they live, they change their email addresses, and all of a sudden they may have had something 20, 30 years ago that they didn't even realize that they had. And, you know, we I've I've uncovered it a bunch of times with different people where, you know, they had they've had these retirement accounts that they didn't realize they had. And it's it's a, obviously a pleasant surprise when you find money that you didn't think you had. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's um, never bad thing, news, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing with the, with the IRA, there's fewer restrictions on when you can take distributions. So you generally can, with an IRA, you can generally take a distribution in any amount, anytime you want. And there's obviously, there may be tax or penalty repercussions for doing it. But you do have access to that money, where it is generally It's likely more limited within a four hundred one k. All right. It can uh, the IRA can also simplify RMDs. So if you have multiple IRAs at different places and you calculate your RMD, you can actually you you would calculate your RMD on each of these IRAs um, separately, but you can actually take you know you could combine the amount that you have to take and take it from one ira so if you have an ira that you don't want to touch because you like the strategy in it or you like how it's performing mm-hmm. you can leave that one alone and take your rmd from another another ira that you oh, have
1: that's nice i mean that that gives you a lot of flexibility uh, for for those that are joining the podcast that haven't heard some of the previous podcasts where we've talked about rmds can you just give a quick overview of what an rmd is
2: Sure. It's uh, it's an acronym for required minimum distribution. And the way to look at it is you've been is someone's been putting money into this 401k or IRA over the years, and they get a tax deduction every year that they put money into it. And at some point, Uncle Sam and the IRS say it's time to pay up. Mm-hmm. So they, they allow you to uh, keep taking that deduction up until age 70 and a half. And then what they say is you have to start taking money out. And when you start taking money out, it shows up as ordinary income that you have to pay tax on. So there's a calculation that's done every year to calculate the amount that, that someone has to take out.
1: Got it. Thank you for explaining that. I didn't mean to derail you. Is there no, anything no. else uh, in number three we need to go over?
2: Uh, just one other one other thing. So there's a number of estate planning benefits that an IRA offers that the four hundred one k doesn't. So you can split up your IRA, leave it to d- different beneficiaries. You can also, if you're if you want to have your beneficiary be a trust, it's a lot easier to do mm-hmm. in an IRA. So, uh, most four hundred one ks will restrict it. Uh, there's also that stre- uh, stretch IRA that I I mentioned. Um, uh, earlier, which is where now a non spouse beneficiary can take the minimum distribution calculated um, over their IRS life expectancy. And it allows the IRA to grow longer, tax deferred, versus in a 401k where you generally have to deplete it or distribute it in a five year period. So it basically allows you to keep it under that tax sheltered umbrella for a little bit longer. And, nice. Yep. And to, to summarize, it's just you have, there's a lot more control you have in an IRA versus a 401k.
1: Got it. All right. Option four.
2: All right. So option four is it's uh, referred to as cashing out or the nuclear option.
1: The nuclear option. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you, when you say it like that, that doesn't really sound very good.
2: Yeah. Generally, not a good idea because what this is, is you're basically taking your retirement account and cashing out. And send, instructing the the custodian or the record keeper to send you a personal check um, for the amount that's that's in your in your plan. And what this means is, it's great you get you know this probably this big check of money, but now you have to pay ordinary income tax on it. And if you're younger than 59 and half, and a half, you're most likely going to have to pay a ten percent penalty on top of it. And to throw salt on the wound, you no longer have this money saved for retirement. So you may you know planned on working until. 65 but then once you just took all your retirement funds out now the the projection might look 70 75 80 or someone can never retire so it also hurts that that's and that's what that 10 percent penalty is for it's basically the government trying to you know promote saving for retirement and trying to dissuade you from taking that money out by imposing that 10 percent penalty on it
1: yeah i mean i i understand that viewpoint i understand that you know sure they may be trying to help people but I can think of one situation where somebody would want to cash that out as if they lose their job, right? I mean, they, they lose it, they're downsized, they get fired, whatever the case may be, they may need to live on it if they don't have a good emergency fund, right? I mean, and you've talked about that on previous podcasts as well, as far as being safe and, and and planning correctly with your finances, but some people might not have an emergency fund or six months worth of salary saved up just in case, and they may need to do something about that. Uh, are you seeing a lot of people take that option?
2: yeah, and unfortunately, it does happen a lot and it's it's basically like you said there's a negative tax impact. everyone knows you shouldn't you shouldn't do it, but you know people have to put food on the table, yeah, and you know people need to to pay pay living expenses but yeah, I think in a lot of cases, like you mentioned, the proper planning could could prevent a lot of it
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: um there is one, one reason or one um option or strategy where it may make sense to take that lump sum lump sum distribution and that's if you're implementing a net unrealized appreciation strategy and this is another topic we talked about in our last podcast which is uh, episode 25 but this is this relates to company stock in your retirement plan and how you may be able to save on taxes uh, yeah. by paying capital gains tax Versus ordinary income tax. So if someone's interested in that, um, if you go to agentowealth.com backslash 25, you can listen to that episode or you can give me a call and I'd be happy to talk about that. All right. Last one, option five, which is convert the 401k to a Roth IRA. Uh, There's another topic we actually have talked about in in previous podcasts podcast doing that Roth IRA conversion. But the way it works is funds go from your pre-tax plan into a Roth IRA. And it's a taxable event. So the the which means the amount that you convert will be added to your tax return as income for the year. But the benefits of the Roth IRA is that distributions from it. So when you retire, you start taking money out, they come out as tax and penalty free. Um, as long as you're over 59 and a half and have had that Roth for more than five years.
1: Got it. Well, now the question on everybody's mind is. What if taxes go down in the future for me? Now I've paid way too much up front, and now I've lost money.
2: Yeah, it's true. So if tax rates do go down or if someone's overall income changes and goes down in the future, it may have worked out better if they kept the money in that traditional IRA or you know traditional 401k. So it's not right for everyone. Uh, but you should probably do that analysis. I think anyone who's doing it should look at the analysis because when it does make sense, you can you can save a lot. Um, you know, growing tax free over time. There's also estate planning benefits to it, um, and and the other thing, it gives a lot of people peace of mind. So because it it takes the unknown out of what the tax rates will be in in retirement. And from what I've seen, one thing retirees don't like, I'm sure anyone doesn't like, is uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And you know, when especially when it comes to money. So the more uncertainty we can remove, and there will always be uncertainty, whether it's uh, you know, tax rates or just what the market does or what inflation is going to be, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty or what healthcare costs are. There's a lot of uncertainty in retirement. The more uncertainty that we can remove, I think it, it gives people that, that peace of mind and, and you know, really helps set them at ease with it.
1: Mark, I couldn't agree more. Unknowns, they're terrible. <laughs> Nobody wants the unknowns of what's going to happen. Uh, and speaking of unknown, there seems like a lot of information that you have to unpack or someone is going to have to unpack and look at to make the decision of one of these five options that you've given. Uh, is there anything else we need to add to this before we close the show?
2: Yeah, I think the the last thing I want to add is that you don't have to do this analysis alone. It, it's definitely not an easy decision. You know, we went over five options. There are pros and cons to each uh, each option. And on top of it, everyone's situation is different. So what makes sense for one person may not make, you know, it's not the option that the other person uh, should choose. So I've, you know, helped people kind of unpack this decision, go through the analysis, and you know, almost everyone that I go through it with, the the reaction is the same. They're relieved. To have help going through that, you know, through that decision, and you know what helps really outlay all those pros and cons on the table, and it, it you know, looking at that helps them make the decision. So I'm happy to help, um, you know, go through, you know, what what is the best decision for, you know, for you for that specific person.
1: Fantastic. So Mark, as we've been talking, um, I kind of feel this tightness in my chest because now I really don't remember if I had a 401k at that <laughs> company, that warehouse that I worked at when I was 22. Do you have ways for people to find old 401ks or, you know, to help hunt them down?
2: Yeah. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, it, this just happened a couple weeks ago where we, you have to, you know, that we do have a process on how you can track them down. And we'll look at where, you know, each employer, where where someone worked and what happened to that employer over time. Um, you know, they may have merged, they may have been bought at, that company may have been bought out, merged with another company. So we can kind of track that, find who the current employer is find who is administrating that 401k plan uh and then track it down you know with the with the person that way and yeah they, these are called zombie 401ks and there's a <laughs> lot of them out there awesome. people lose lose track of and they're just out there they may just be sitting in cash for the past 20 years and you know it, it probably makes sense for someone to do something with them
1: yeah that'd be a good idea so now now there's people listening to this going Well, crud. Now, I don't know if I had a 401k out there. How do they get a hold of you if they want to uh, talk to you about helping them hunt hunt down a zombie?
2: Yeah, so one way is you can call me at 862-205-5800, or if you go to my website, bowtisfinancial.com, there is a link on the top to schedule a call with me, and I'd be happy to talk. All right, I'm clicking the link
1: right now. (laughs) We've got to find that 401k. got to find the zombie. All right, Mark, thank you so much for uh, the time today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. All right. And thank you all for listening to the agent of wealth podcast with Mark Bautos. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below this way. When Mark comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And what a great way to hunt down zombies together. <laughs> share Share this with your family and friends and they'll be thinking, wait a second. I could have a zombie out there someplace too. Uh, so that, that would be great to find a, a 401k. You just didn't know about or forgot about. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Baudis Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Agent of Wealth Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Baudis Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.